0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Bob Brooks. Just got off the program. Wanted to tell you a little bit about what to expect from Prudent Money today. Uh, Had some technical difficulties, and the the uh, recording of the of the program didn't start at the very beginning, so I just the minute I realized it wasn't running, I started it. So, but you get the, the uh, gist of most of what I was talking about today. Started talking a little bit about the market and uh, what was happening with the potential government shutdown, interest rates. Woo, interest rates took off today. So we'll talk about that. And talk a little bit more about the retirement stress and how to get rid of retirement retirement stress. We've been talking about it for the past two days. We got through uh, the 4th of the 5th, and uh, we'll have to do for the 5th next week. But a lot of information that I want to cover. Hopefully, that will help you out. If you want to go through this process or if you've got any questions about what you're doing financial planning-wise, i love to talk to you. I'm always available. Info at prudentmoney.com. Is uh, the uh, email address or you can just give us a call. All the information is on prudentmoney.com. Well'll keep the faith, everybody. using interest rates. And what happens when they don't raise interest rates? I mean interest rates don't go up. Or if they do raise interest rates, is that uh, what necessarily happens to interest rates? So it's, uh, it's something that, to make sure that you understand how it works because it starts to make sense. All of the main interest rates that drive the economy, like mortgage rates, credit card rates—I mean, just—I'm being very general here. Watch to see what the Federal Reserve Board does, and they—if if the Federal Reserve Board raises the Federal Reserve, uh, the uh, the interest, the main interest rate. Then other rates follow, but the the interest rate markets we'll just call it that that uh, operate in a way operate independently of the of the Fed and can go up um, uh, go up higher by themselves on a day-to-day basis. And boy, that's what we saw today. We saw the 10-year interest rate on the 10-year. Uh, 10-year Treasury bond go up over 3 percent and up is the last time we've seen rates this high was in 2007 like I said yesterday this is really the problem it's not that the government is saying that we're that we're gonna raise rates it's saying that we're gonna stay at these levels as far as interest rates For a lot longer to make sure we don't have a big problem with inflation well i think we already have a big problem with inflation and what it will come down to is at what point at what point does the consumer start to crack and can't hold on anymore and unfortunately i think we're getting to that point and what there's no relief in sight from the Federal Reserve Board and I think it's it's these moves on uh, interest rates outside of the Fed that are really concerning the stock market the stock market does not uh, function well in this kind of environment so reason the, the market was off today and of course the uh, go- potential uh, the uh, potential government shutdown at some point doesn't help the the interest the uh, environment at all so that's what happened today i'll keep you posted and uh, we'll uh, talk uh, keep you up to up to date what you need to know the uh, the one thing that does come to mind and I've, I've mentioned this several times is that i don't believe that we are in a brand new bull market that well by definition i guess we 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 are uh, by definition, we were in a in a bear market as well but it did it, it uh, didn 't carry on like a typical bear market neither has this bull market really carried on like a typical bull market so we've got all this going on and it does make me wonder if we 're heading back down towards the uh, the bear market that started that started in 2022 and ended Really, pretty quick in uh, October of that same year is when it bottomed out. So, all that to say, make sure you're comfortable with your risk level. Make sure that your risk risk level is an extension of uh, how you feel about loss and gain and all that kind of thing. And um, make sure you got things the way that you want them because it it could get uh, could get a, a little uh, tough. Uh, in this environment, this is Bob Brooks and you are listening to the prudent money radio show the last couple of uh, programs we've been talking about retirement stress and today, hopefully I Will get through a good uh, the, the rest of this that I want to share with you because I 100% believe that the majority of stress that we face when it comes... There's a couple of things. I want to share with one other thing with you, too. But as we, as we look down the road ahead and we look, we look at all the uncertainty, the, all of the uncertainty we create in our minds as to whether or not we'll be able to retire, and it causes a lot of stress. And I would suggest that as we look down that road, we could clear up a lot of uncertainty if we knew where we were, if we knew we had a plan, if we knew the right steps, that we are taking the right steps, if we knew that we had a good, the right risk level. I mean, there and and I've identified five pieces of information, five keys to get rid of that retirement stress for once and for all and get into a place where you can be at peace about it and had a great conversation today with someone uh, just about God and about God being in our lives and you know when you when you pray about these decisions that you're making about money when you you're, lockstep in the type of stewardship relationship that God wants you to be in with Him, a lot of that, that road ahead of us looks very, very different. But if you're, if you're standing there by yourself, not including God into the, to the uh, picture, not in a place where you're deep into relationship, leaning hard on that faith, it's tough. I mean, it, it's tough. It, it, there's a degree of of, uh, of that, no matter what. I think you'd agree with that. When we're not including God into the process, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a very tough process to get through by yourself, depending on your own strength, depending on instead of depending on what God brings to your relationship and uh just really spoke to me today as, as i was thinking about that and talking about retirement because there is a lot of uncertainties there's a lot that you you uh don't have the answers for for right now i i, I caught you know when you look down the, the road ahead of you you hope you're doing the right thing you pray you're doing the right thing you pray that god Puts you down the right roads, helps you go through the right roads, opens the right doors, and leads you. But, you know, it, it's messy. But it's real messy with trying to do it by yourself. So I just wanted to share a little bit about what I was thinking about. So the first thing that, uh, and it's kind of the obvious part of the, the equation that we had to figure out is the age of retirement so how how old do you want to be obviously the later that you can wait perhaps the better your numbers look makes sense because you're not needing your retirement assets for as long you're not taking social security when you can leave it and let it let that appreciate by eight percent every year. So we talked about this yesterday. There's a, a tendency to say, you know, age sixty two is when social security,'re you your really your first exposure to, to, to uh, social security that you can take it. Of course, that's the lowest amount of that payment that you're going to that you're going to have. Compared to what you could if you took it at 67 or even 70, it's a big, big difference. So I think a lot of people, well, and this is not the reason to take it, and I'll explain why. But I think a lot of people take it at 62 just because it's um, it's available, and and they they want to get as much of that Social Security as possible, considering that it could. Uh, that it could be bankrupt. As I said yesterday, and I won't I won't go back through all of it, but the, the function, the process of Social Security. It's really the government we'll talk about it here in just a 2nd 877 1877-913-5357. This is Bob Brooks, stick around, I'll be right back.
1: The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith, PastorChuck.org. At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by K. Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and K. Smith, pastorchuck.org. This week on Truth for Life, we'll wrap up our study in the book of James with a warning about the lure and the misuse of money. Then we'll begin a study of the tough questions asked by the prophet Habakkuk about God's timing and tolerance. That's our focus on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Weekdays at 5.30 a.m. here on 91.3 KDKR. Dynamic. Practical. Life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost, change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepherd applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR.
0: Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. We were talking about Social Security, why I think, you might think I'm crazy at this point by, by saying this, I think it's going to be okay in the short term. Please hear in a short, in the short term. Fixing Social Security to where it's never a problem again, probably not going to happen. We'll see new versions of Social Security for those that are younger. Uh, I don't think they fix the problem, but I do think that they can put a Band-Aid on it and uh, kick it the can down the road for many, many decades by just adjusting payroll taxes maybe or something like that. So I think that uh, what you'll see is the president that's going to claim to fix it and basically... Unbeknownst to most people, he puts the Band-Aid on it, and, you know, or she puts the Band-Aid on it and goes forward. So uh, that that's why I think that I would never take Social Security because you're afraid it's going to run out. The second is your anticipated expenses each month. This is as far as we got yesterday. And this is, this is a tough one. What resources do you need and how are they going to be spent? And... This is where you sit down with your spouse and you start trying to figure out how much you really need. And and this, this becomes a value, a value conversation. Well, I value this more than you value it. I want more funding to go. It sounds almost like a political debate, right? But I want more funding to go to this area because this is what I value. Well, I don't value that that much, I value this. And I want to see this become more a, a bigger part of our spending plan. So You've you probably have been through this or thought about it. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're arguing about our independent values when to really make it work, this is not about his or her values, this is about our values and making what we're doing together work and uh when you can get on that page that that's that's extremely important but that the disagreement of where it all goes is 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 very as a real thing so the the best way to pick out the number and and this is not a good answer when you're when you're asked how much you need for retirement each month and you say five to seven percent, uh, five to seven thousand dollars, or six to seven thousand dollars. You gotta, you gotta be, you have to have a, a minimum income, and a, a home run income. Uh, this is this way we could do everything we wanted to do, and somewhere the the number is in between those two numbers. But pretend that. Tomorrow is retirement. Pretend you're into the future. What is your future? What would it look like? What would be, would the the house be paid off? Would credit card debt be paid off? How much money would we have coming in based on what we've done between now and retirement? And that's the best way to start building a model of this is what we are going to need for expenses it's tough it's a process don't think that you can just sit down and, and uh, maybe, maybe you can I'm not gonna say you can't but it's just tough to sit down and just say well this is exactly where everything needs to go I mean you want to take your take some time because you're building your future retirement spending plan that you're working on in the present and you're about to devote many many Days and hours and resources to this plan. So you want to build on the right number. Now that doesn't mean that you won't, that you may not need to change it at some point, and uh, you you might just have to change it. But think of it. Uh, two things don't get caught up. Don't uh, get let uh, bog you down. The first one is don't get hung up on inflation. Let. Uh, once you get all these numbers, I would strongly recommend that you go to sit in front, sit with a financial advisor who is uh, skilled in this area, and plug in plug in the the information. But it's one of those things where you you know let let the software and all that worry about inflation and taxes. I mean, all you can really go on is just taxes that are, are being levied today. But it's a, it, it's it's an important key process to go through because you got to have that that anticipated month uh, month excuse me month yeah monthly expense and know exactly what you're shooting for. Number three, how long or how many years of life will your plan fund? Obviously, nobody's privy to that information you now except for Christ, and and, and that's that's it. We don't know how long we're gonna live, but we can we can kinda of get an idea. One of the things that I pointed out in, in a blog that I wrote yesterday was that we look at the what age that our parents, how old our parents were when they passed away, how old aunts, uncles, I mean you can you can make the uh, sample size as large as you want to or small as you want to, but you get all those ages, and this is a way up with a number, and you put them together and get the average age, maybe the average age on the female side, the average age on the male side, and the average age uh, for for both. And maybe you get a number that way, uh, because that is pretty good, maybe a pretty good sample size of family life expectancy and figure uh, and, and and come up with you know we're going to fund we want to fund this plan for 20 years. The other thing that you want to decide is during that 20 years do you want to use up all your retirement assets or do you want to keep a level that you will uh, leave for your family at uh, death. So that's also something to figure into the equation. Number 4 total retirement dollars saved and your retirement accounts along with annual savings going forward. And you really want to figure this out based on, at the level that I am contributing to my retirement plan today, where will this put me 15, 20, 25, whatever, 10 years ahead of, where will it put me in a place that I can retire? What kind of accumulation will it build by that time? Given some very conservative assumptions, you always want to make very, very conservative assumptions, and uh, and uh, make sure that you're not being aggressive. That's 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 where you can really have problems. It's kind of like one of these things where you get up to the, you put a you put a, uh, a a ladder against a building, and you get up to the very top of the ladder, and you realize that you climbed the wrong ladder on the wrong building. You can't get that date that that time back if you're being very aggressive with your assumptions and realize, wow, I was way off the mark. So start with what you have, what you've accumulated, and you are where you are. Remember, this isn't about looking at where we are and saying, oh, I cannot believe that I've only gotten this far which is, is not the not the answer we're looking for. It's not to look at what we've done out of guilt. It's to say, we have done what we've done. This is where we are now. Let's improve upon it. So you look at how much you put back, and you look at w- where that puts you, and you go, well, you know, I can't make it to the goals I feel led to make to, uh, to achieve. And is saving at this rate, even getting a, an employer match. And you always want to take advantage of the, the employer match because that is free money. So we're in this, this situation where we have to make a choice. What do we value the most? We need to change our plans, make them, post, postpone them for a couple of years more into the future. This is where you start adjusting things and you decide, can I put more money back? Can I save more money? Now, as you know, the one thing that drives me crazy about pop culture finance is this: these articles, and we see them every. And I I'll keep talking about it, keep talking about it, so you can see what I'm saying. That you need a million dollars to retire. This is one of the craziest articles and, and subjects that I, that that I come across, because there's nothing that dictates that says you gotta have a million dollars you need how much you need based on your own values and goals maybe that's a million dollars, maybe that's 1.5 million dollars, maybe that's half a million dollars, maybe that's 250,000 dollars and just keep that in mind because I've I've watched as people have gotten caught up into the notion now well this article in Money Magazine said or Yahoo Finance says I've got to have 1.3 1.3 million dollars to retire, if, I, if I'm reading the article right. And though that's never going to happen. I'm never going to be able to do it. And I think that's the danger of not really understanding and interpreting information well enough to know, hey, this is just an option that could apply, not the option that I base my plan on and uh, the numbers. Okay, so... I got down, we've gotten through four. There's the fifth one left. And I wouldn't do anybody any justice or the fifth one if I talked about it right now. So obviously this program's about over. Monday we will cover the rest of this. This is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Until we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day.